0: It's a Good Hockey Podcast. Thank you. Great live, live read from you, for you there. Okay, folks, welcome back to another episode of Good Hockey Podcast. Today is our fantasy episode for Sunday, October 24th. We are heading into week three of fantasy hockey, and this episode will primarily be a quick review of week two, and quick summary of how you can prepare for week three to make the most of the week. So Charlie quick fantasy recap, not a really big surprise to see Connor McDavid as the most valuable fantasy player in most leagues. He's got 13 points throughout five games, six goals and seven assists. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. The Edmonton Oilers top six is popping off for probably most fantasy leagues i'm sure everybody everybody in that top six is going to be getting you lots of goals and assists and shots and whatnot no surprise there what i am kind of surprised at is seeing you know guys like matthews and marner towards the bottom
0: yeah slow start for some superstars Mm -hmm.
1: mostly uh (laughs) those on the leafs yeah well some uh some Big starts for some guys like uh, or some guys on my team who I wasn't expecting to be doing so well would be like Jordan Stahl, who has four points through four games, three assists. He's plus two and he's got a power play point. He also had a great look on the penalty kill last night where he was uh, on a breakaway, had a great chance, just couldn't find the back of the net. So if you're in a league that's uh, calculating, you know, shorthanded goals or shorthanded points, Jordan Stahl, he covers all bases He's the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes, you know. He's yeah. been doing well, but better than I thought. He gets PP time, sometimes PP1. Yep. It seems
0: like this year he's finding a spot on PP2, and they're giving that PP1 role to Vinny Trocek. Yep. But if uh, if there's an injury, it seems like Stahl is usually the first guy to slot up in there, and he performed really well on that PP last year. So, yeah, it seems like he's a, he might be available in a lot of leagues. What's his roster percent?
1: Currently, he's rostered in 34% of, yeah. uh, of teams across, or leagues across or on the Yahoo platform, and that's minus 1% from last week. So guys are dropping him for some reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when he's a, literally doing nothing but performing, performing well, you know, point-per-game player.
0: Yeah, so it might, might be interesting to keep an eye on a guy like Jordan Stall. trust out to people who had the confidence to draft Ovechkin whenever they did. Yep. Currently he is third in the league for points, 10 points through five games. That's five goals and five assists. Pretty good. Pretty great start for the grade eight. It's always nice to see that. I uh, I was a bit bearish on Ovechkin this year. Didn't really have an interest in picking him up at any point in any of my drafts. Yeah. And uh, I've been proven wrong.
1: Yeah. I think we were a little skeptical about Washington's entire situation and how that team was going to look this year. Uh, Clearly, those guys don't age and uh, Ovechkin's on the Russian gas. So he's going to be playing forever, hit 1500 goals, something stupid like that. Um, But yeah, good for those guys who were brave enough to pick him up.
0: Yeah. Anzi Kopitar tied for fourth in points Mm -hmm. right now. He's got six goals through five games and three assists. LA in general has looked fantastic. Besides from a little, little bit of a slip up uh, the other night where Peterson, uh, I think he let in seven goals on 30 something shots. Yeah. It was not a good night against St. Louis. I think, yeah. Seven goals on 40 shots. Yeah. That's not great. You don't want to let seven goals in. You don't want 40 shots uh, to, you don't want your team to take 40 shots when you're supposed to be known as these, this defensive team, when you're, you know, your biggest superstars are one of the best defensemen in the league and Mm -hmm. one of the best, uh, Sanders, who's known for his defensive play in the league and being Kopitar and Doughty, respectively. Then you go and you add a guy like Phil Deneau. Your team is, by character, a defensive team. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you don't want to let 40 shots go against Cal Peterson, who's still an up-and-coming goaltender. But overall, the LA Kings have looked fantastic. They had a really hot hot start last year as well. Yeah, Kopitar was leading the league, I believe, up until around the 18-point mark. I'm not entirely sure what his... Production pace was, but I knew he was leading the league with 18 points real early on, and yeah. that slowly petered off. So I think I still think Kopitar's uh, a top 50 to top 70 player in the league in terms of uh, his fantasy production. I think he's outperforming his pick right now, and if you're holder of Kopitar, enjoy it. Maybe see if you could yep. uh, if you could flip him onto somebody who's uh, who's confident that this this will keep up.
1: Yeah, I think Doughty got hurt recently. There was like a knee on knee collision yeah, that happened. It looked pretty rough. Um, so I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on what the situation with that injury is. Like if he's hurt and out for a long time or if it's just a, a minor thing. Um, but if he's out for a long time, it might be a good idea to sell high on Kopitar and try and get some some assets back as that production could drop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, another under or overperformer, Justin Falk on the st louis blues he has four points in four games plus nice. four with a total of 14 shots mm-hmm. he is a great offensive defenseman he's playing on st louis which this year is proving once again to be an elite offensive team you know i think he's on the first power play or second power play at least if krug isn't and he's getting a lot of deployment rostered in 66 percent of leagues so, so you know there's, there's still some opportunity to pick yeah him up. there's there is some room to pick him up that's you know a third a third of the leagues have him on free agency kind of crazy
0: yeah even if he's not on that quote pp1 slot on st louis they have they have so much depth in their forward positions that yep. uh, both of those power play lineups are going to be going to be dangerous damn right they are
1: some other so performers
0: yeah, let's go to underperformers real quick. What do you think about uh, the goaltenders out in Chicago and other players on Chicago in general? Like maybe Taves.
1: Ah, I
0: still think you hold on to Patty Kane, who
1: throughout all this bleeding has managed about a point a game. But yeah, you know, what do you think about Taves here? What do you think about Kane? Kane and DeBrincat, I feel, are the only untouchables on that team. Yeah. Uh, like if you have those guys on your team, rather you you hold them; they're just guaranteed you know elite goal scoring point getting players and you need them in fantasy in terms of goaltending flurry or lankanen i think for flurry looking for a trade trying to get something back for him is not so bad and lankanen don't be don't be too hard letting him go you know yeah for the rest of the team i i'm i have low expectations you know it's a lot of young developing players or some older guys uh you know like Johnson who was making 5 million bucks in Tampa but playing on their fourth line. Yeah. So he's coming in and you know maybe he's not a first line player even though he's getting paid 5 million bucks, right? So he struggles with Chicago. I don't know, I just through 5 games it's a bit of a shit show. Yeah. Uh, any of those higher higher ranking guys, maybe top 6 guys, you know, hold on to them, try and trade and get some assets back, but if it's 15 games in or like if it's next week and they're still struggling, you know, drop, get, yeah. get these guys out of there.
0: So I think there's a lot of moving pieces in Chicago. And anytime you see that much like the Leafs this year, uh, you need to expect some, some uh, a bit of a period where they're going to need some time to learn how to, how to play together. That might be going on here. This team might not be good. I have some shares of Kevin Lankanen Yeah, that I actually bought with some early draft picks. I, I, I actually bought up for Kevin Lankinen, thinking this was going to be a huge year for him in the Chicago Blackhawks. I do remember that. So because of that investment, I am hesitant to let him go early on though. When I'm looking at my lineup of guys that I want to be dropping to pick up some streamers or maybe pick up some guys that are in the free agency and outperforming that position, like Jordan Cairo or Evan Bouchard <clears throat> from, from uh, Edmonton. Um, yeah, now it's like when I'm looking at my roster, Kevin Lankanen seems to be one of the two or three players that are really close to uh, to getting that drop. In saying that, I think that I'll regret it. I've seen some guys drop flurry in leagues that I'm in, and I just want to figure out a way to get flurry onto my team. Uh, I think this is a really buy-low moment. I think this is mm-hmm. a really good buy-low moment. For Marc-Andre. For a guy like... Mark andre Fleury or even Kevin Lincoln in mm-hmm. Now in saying that I would not have a short uh, or I would have a short leash with them. I'm giving I like that projection that you had Charlie 15 20 games, two more three weeks tops yeah where you can try and um, manage manage their uh, their inconsistent playing and see if they can maybe pick something up. Uh, but after that, if they're not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep stay faithful with them. I don't think nope. it's. I don't even think it's worth making that risk on either of these players if you don't have a really strong roster otherwise that can support a little bit of sketchiness. If you are yeah. Yeah, three weeks in and you're a bit of a fringe team already, you're like, dude, I'm not scoring. I'm not. It's not even that my players are underperforming. I'm just losing these weeks probably not the time to take a flyer on a guy like flurry i don't think he's gonna immediately change and go back to that vesna performance that'll be a significant change for your roster mm-hmm. but if you are crushing it in your league and you have some spots uh to spare yeah this might be a good opportunity for you to uh for you to buy low on some some great players that are just not having a good good time
1: yeah that's a good point chicago's definitely a good team for that uh I'm sure Columbus is probably a good team for that as well. I'm not not quite sure what rosters or like what the, those guys are looking like in terms of roster percentage. Um, but, you know, that's a team that's overperforming at the moment. They got a lot, of, a lot of young guys who are overperforming and streaky. No one's expecting them to go far. So, you know, it might be worth picking some of those guys up if you're slapping it in your league and you got a few depth positions, namely Bjorkstrand and, and uh, whatnot.
0: Yeah. Let's get into pickups for this week. We are heading into the week of October 25th. That's week three of fantasy hockey. So how we go about suggesting you pickups for this week are based on a, a method of playing fantasy hockey called streaming. Streaming involves the consistent picking up and dropping of players to maximize games throughout the week. For example, Charlie, me and you are against each other in a couple of leagues. That's right. This week for fantasy hockey. And uh, I noticed on, uh, in one of our leagues, you are significantly outperforming me in the hits category. That's right. So for Saturday night, I was looking for players to stream. I'm beating you in most of these other categories, so I was like, "Well, I don't need someone to help get me shots or plus nope. minus or assists. I just need someone to help boost up my hits." Mm. So I streamed in Ryan Reeves. I dropped out uh, whoever my last streamer was. It was just uh, another guy I was picking up to play a game, and uh, yeah, I picked up Ryan Reeves to try and get me those hits and he got 7 it wasn't enough for me to <laughs> beat you in your in the category but it, it was enough for me to to get to catch up a little bit 7 hits in one game is is pretty nice of a pickup for that me. is insane
1: yeah yep. that is insane in, in a categories league that is beautiful honestly yep. you love you love to see somebody with 7 hits if they've got no points but 7 hits like that's a huge contribution to the hate category and it's like a win in in my mind i would think
0: Yeah, so I was streaming Ryan Reeves uh, Mm -hmm. for yesterday, and now I still have one pickup available. So I'm looking for another player to stream for this afternoon. And I'm looking at Mike Foligno, who is playing against the Nashville Predators. Charlie, right now we are tied for assists, and I'm only one point ahead of you. So I am looking for players that are going to maybe be getting a random uh, point there. And uh, in addition to that, we are currently tied for shorthanded points. I don't know if Mike Foligno is on the PK, but it seems like a guy that might be. So, there's you have play.
1: you also have ten games remaining this yes. week for tonight. So like ten players playing. Well, I only have two. Yes. Yeah. So you you adding to? Are you going to pick up a couple more guys? Is even going to make this harder for me to catch up? Yes. Well, uh, I would
0: like to draw your attention to the other league where we're playing against each other, where mm-hmm. you are beating me six to four in a category league. The four that I have got are all the goalies categories. The six that you have got are all the other the, categories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have Campbell had uh, a rough week for the for the week. You're going to be playing 60 games and I'm only going to be playing 49. That's right. Yeah. It's so it's, it's streaming is a way that I can maximize that. I can get more than 49 games in mm-hmm. uh, Charlie was streaming guys to get those games up to 60. So these are our streaming suggestions for this week. I'm looking at teams like the New York Rangers who have three off nights. Uh, the way that you determine if a team has an off night or not are is simply if less than half the NHL is playing, that's an off night. Mm -hmm. So typically off nights are Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. The big nights in the NHL are Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Most of the teams are usually playing on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So when you're streaming players, you want to be looking for players uh, on teams that are playing on these off nights, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays, because it's more likely that you'll actually be able to get them into your roster. Uh, Often on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. You'll have good players sitting on your bench simply because they're on and off positions uh, on your lineup. Yeah. So I'm looking at the New York Rangers. They've got three off nights. They have Monday, and then there's a big gap, but they have then Friday and Sunday. I think there are probably better teams that you could try and stream off earlier in this week, but if you're looking for some pickups for later in this week, like that Friday-Sunday split, I think the Rangers would be a good team to look at guys like Sammy Blay who are going yep. to be getting top six minutes with some good players um, and are probably low rostered in most leagues with just some opportunity to get some production peripherals and even points. I think that'd be a, that'd be a good uh, good pickup. Sammy Blay has three, po- three points so far this year he's plus three and he's rostered in 1% of leagues. so I'm looking at Sammy Blay for, for a couple stream options later on in this week.
1: Yeah, so I got two stream options for, for you guys this week, and they're both coming off the Florida Panthers, who have games on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night. So it's a busy week for the Panthers. They're 5-0 and right now. Great start to the season. The first streamer I got for you could actually end up being a keeper in my mind. Uh, it's Anton Lundell, who is currently ranked 88th overall for this season in fantasy and is only not rostered in 9% of leagues. Anton Lundell has two goals, three assists for five points through five games. He's plus four, and he's doing this while playing on the third line in Florida. However, he's playing with Sam Reinhardt and Marchman, who are both skilled wingers, and I believe he's getting some power play time alongside like Hubert Obarkov and stuff. So four games for Anton Lundell this week. He's on an absolutely stacked team, and he's proved that he can play well. Also coming from Florida, Anthony Duclair, who's rostered in 28% of, uh, of leagues. He, he's playing on the top line with Barkov, and he's an elite winger. or Not an elite winger. He's a very good winger. He's got elite speed. He's got three goals this year, and he's plus six. So if you're looking for goals, you're looking for plus minus. Both of these guys are great pickups for the week.
0: Yeah, I'm quickly looking at Florida's lineup, and I agree with you. It's great to see Duclair in that top six role. But yep. I'm looking at their power plays, he's not on the first unit and he's not on the second unit. Oh, he's not there. Yeah, which I think is really uh, interesting. They decide to go with Joe Thornton and Owen Tippett.
1: Interesting. Over,
0: uh, over Anthony DeClaire. Okay, I'm going to make another stream suggestion. This is for earlier on in the week. Uh, off of the Charmable Leafs, who have a game Monday, Wednesday. And then they also play on Saturday. So you're probably only going to want to pick up this player for Monday, Wednesday, then maybe drop him and get a guy that's playing uh, a Friday, Sunday game from the Rangers. So yeah, maybe pick up this player and then pick up Sammy Blay from the Rangers for Friday, Saturday. But I'm going to recommend that you go out and pick up Jason Spezza. Plays Ooh. on the fourth line for the Leafs, but he's like the best player for them right now. Uh, he's got three goals and four points so far. He's even in plus minus. He's got 10 shots, two power play points. He's a, uh, he's looked pretty good, man.
1: He's looked solid. He's definitely been the least best player so far.
0: Rostered in 7% of leagues. It makes sense. He doesn't really get a lot of deployment, but being on this fourth line, mm. but uh, he, he manages to produce. So. If you're looking for uh, for for someone to stream on that Monday Thursday, I'd be looking at the Toronto Beliefs. And if you're looking at the Toronto Beliefs, I would be looking at the guy like Jason Spezza. Really quickly, I want to make another suggestion for uh, a stream for a stream team to look at. The Dallas Stars are playing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It really doesn't get much better than that in terms of sc- uh, streaming. In terms of players to pick up. From the Dallas Stars, I'm looking at guys like radic Foxa. Although he's on the fourth line, doesn't really get a lot of deployment right now. Mm-hmm. He's rostered in 10% of leagues because he's had a pretty good start. Like Jason Spezza, he has four points, but Foxa is plus three. I'm also looking at guys like Dennis Gurianov, who had a nice game-winning goal the other night. He's only rostered in 22% of leagues, probably because he's on that third line, but... Like Jamie Benz on the third line as well, man. This is a deep yeah. team, and they yeah. are going to get it done by, get it done by committee.
1: Yeah, this forward core kind of reminds me of like St. Louis, where it's just all the way through first line to fourth line. It's it unbelievable how many good forwards that they have.
0: Yeah, kind of been it...
1: kind of been underperforming. Uh, like t- Tyler sagan has had a rough start. Maybe not a rough start, but a you know, underperforming start yeah. to the season. I'm expecting them to bounce back guys like him, you know, to bounce back and get back up there. But yeah, great pick. Look at Dallas. If you want to stream some folks.
0: I'm going to, yeah. Keeping on this Dal- Dallas, uh Dallas talk, I'm going to make a incredibly hot take. Uh, but this is related to to the st- stream strategy. If you're looking to stream a goaltender this week, there is no better place to look than Braden Holtby. On yeah. the Dallas Stars. Yeah, that's a good point. Brian Holpe won a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals. Years later, he signed to a ho- defensively horrible Vancouver Canucks team where he was lit the fuck up in a really, really sketchy COVID year. Mm-hmm. This year, after everyone's more settled in with the COVID, Holpe gets bought out by the de- shitty defensive team, and he gets brought in by a really good defensive team, that being the Dallas Stars. So far, two games played uh for Braden Holpe. He only has three three goals against a 1.39 goals against average, a 959 save percentage. Uh Braden Holtby could be this year's Mark andre Fleury. I think mm-hmm. uh that's a really hot take, two games in, but like, the whole thesis is bullish on him. So keep yeah. an eye on Brian Holtby if you're looking to stream someone this week. He may end up being a long-term hold. Um, I might be holding Holtby over Kevin Lincoln in the next week.
1: Yeah. It's also worth noting that Jason Robertson is out and hasn't been playing the whole start of the season for Dallas. So, you know, when he comes back in uh, and this offensive core becomes even deeper, even better, some of these guys that were going to be, like, you know suggesting you go stream their their value is only going to become more so as you know they could potentially become keepers throughout a couple of weeks now uh, it's worth checking up on some of those players now
0: okay drops charlie who have you dropped over the past week and um, your recommendations for people to drop
1: uh a must drop for me it, I almost did it after the third game the Leafs played this season, but I waited until it was after last night when I dropped him. Uh, But Jake Muzzin, Jake Muzzin, if you have him on your team, I'd recommend dropping him, getting him out of there. The Leafs don't look good, and it doesn't seem like they're going to bounce back to their elite potential within a week. It's not going to be this week. It's probably not going to be next week. You know, it's going to take some time. And Muzzin and Hall have been on for pretty much all of the 5 on 5 goals the Leafs have against. He's like minus 10 or something stupid throughout 5 games. No points, few shots, few hits, few blocks. He's just not getting anything in any of the categories. So that's a must drop for me. I think there are many better defensemen out there who can do the same thing uh with less risk. Yeah, I agree.
0: In terms of potential drops, I'm going to make a few suggestions just for people to think about. But I would be... I want to just leave this with the caveat that dropping these players right now would be a sell-low moment. And you probably bought them high in the draft. And if there's anything that you should know about trading in anything, whether it's trading in the stock market or if it's trading in fantasy hockey, you do not buy high and sell low. That is how you lose. You need to buy low and sell high. But if you bought high on these players, you might have to sell them low or you might just end up getting fucked for the rest of the year. I'm mostly looking at guys from the Montreal Canadiens, Nick Suzuki. Uh, one point throughout six games he's minus four seven yeah. shots in six games he's not really yeah. adapting well to that uh, first line role I'm also looking at guys like Tyler Toffoli who has been pretty underwhelming he's got two points through six games one goal and assist he's minus five he's got 16 shots and 10 hits at least but uh that's uh that's not really the Tyler Toffoli that I drafted him to be Nope. I don't know that I spent a high pick on him, but uh, yeah, fuck.
1: Yeah, it's a rough one. I, you know, it is only five games in, so I feel like a lot of these concerns could be completely flipped on its head, you know, within a week or two. I think that the Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens are a team that you might want to, yeah, try and stay away from for now, at least until they can bounce back just been very disappointing all around from them
0: yeah i think it's if you are bullish on the leafs right now or the leaf season this is a good time to buy mm. this is a good time to make a trade for mitch marner people are probably not going to trade Austin yeah. matthews i bet you people would trade mitch marner for lower than he's worth right now even johnny t yeah I, I don't even know what his worth is in terms of fantasy, man. I, I have no idea what to project Johnny T. I don't even know if he's going to get 60 points, right? Right. Like, he could be the same as Jonathan Taves.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. And he's playing playing more of a two-way game than, like, a, a sniper role this year. Yeah.
0: So we are heads up in two different leagues in the good hockey pod fantasy league, Charlie, we were playing against each other. That's right. Right now I am up eight to three on you.
1: Yeah. I'm having a rough
0: week. I've got eight games in hand as well. And we are also, we also both have teams in a keeper league. The one that I won last year, you just joined uh, this year. And uh, in that league, you were beating me 6-4. to four. We mentioned this. Charlie is beating me in all of the player categories. I am beating him in all of the goalie categories. For those of you faithful listeners that were listening to one of our earlier episodes, I was mentioning I had problems with my goaltending, particularly after Kerry Price was put on IRLT. I went, oh, he was supposed to be my volume starter. I need some players. So I went out and made some big trades that included moving Evgeny Kuznetsov, who I think think is like the fourth highest ranked uh, player in fantasy right now. Uh, I traded him and a really high pick for Ilya Sorokin, who had a rough start, but then ended up balancing out. And I also made a really high, a couple of high draft picks for uh, Robin Leonard. Now this is a keeper league. So both of those players Uh, our potential to fill up one of my five keeper slots Uh, I'm more looking at Sorokin than Leonard on that I just want Leonard's volume performance for this year on Vegas yeah and I was a little concerned about this move especially after the injuries in Vegas and the rough start in in New York but uh, I think that they've kind of balanced out and yeah I'm not panicking about them yet I, evidently, it's a good pickup because I'm fucking slapping you in all the goalie stats this season. Yeah,
1: holy shit. Uh, who do I got on goalie on this team? Oh, I got mm-hmm. Nedeljkovic, Swayman, and Campbell. Nedeljkovic actually had a good week. Yeah. He, uh He had a one point three four goals against average with a nine forty one save percentage, but Swayman and Campbell were absolutely abysmal. Yeah, Five point oh four. Game. Yeah, and you know Toronto had an absolute shit game again. Uh, the last night swimming though five goals against Campbell four goals against 0.792 and 0.841 save percentages just no good rest of my forwards though like I, th- I think for me on this team this keeper league my goalies are the big question mark when I look at my forwards like it- yeah. it's absolutely stacked I I have no concerns about points and shots and whatnot So, yeah, I I think I might need to look into making a trade for a more reliable volume starter at some point.
0: Okay, man. Well, we made a little deal earlier on where I shipped out... um,
1: Andrew Kopp.
0: Shipped out Andrew Kopp to you, uh, and I got Lucas Raymond back as well as some picks. Yeah. Uh, And now I'm looking where... I'm actually interested in Swayman. I was thinking about making an offer for him. But the thing is, I like all my goalies and moving out. Any of them would involve like Kevin Lankinen, Yeah. Which isn't exactly the type of guy that you're looking for. So it'd be hard to make a trade between us work there. But I'm really interested in Swayman. I like the goaltenders on on Boston right now.
1: Yeah. What, what's there to not like about Boston in general? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah very fair.
0: This goalie roster is, is ridiculous. I got Robin Leonard, Ilya Sorokin, Sergei Bobrovsky, who was back to good Sergei Bobrovsky, it seems.
1: Back to $10 million. <laughs> I've got Kevin
0: Lankinen, and then I have Carey Price on my IR. So I'm playing four goalies in a league that uh, you need a minimum of two, and you only get two goalie starts per night. But I think the structure of this league where out of 10 total categories. Yeah. Four of them are for goaltenders and goalies don't make up 40% of your roster. Uh, it's yeah. important to have goalies. It's paramount to have goalies.
1: Yeah. I was kind of treating this league similar to the good hockey or to the good fantasy league where, you know, goalie stats are less impactful to player stats. Um, I think there's four categories that you can win for goalies and like 10 player stats, right? So we make it a bit more balanced in that league, but Evidently, as you you pointed out in the keeper league, you gotta have or you gotta be diligent with goaltending.
0: All right, thank you for listening to this episode of a good hockey podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you got something out of this. Tune in on Sundays for our stream strategy episode. That's a good title for this, eh? Stream strategy, yeah. This will be the week three stream strategy. On Mondays, we release the good hockey show which is just a it's like fantastic a... news review of the league. And on That's Thursdays, right. we release another good hockey fantasy show. So make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you like, share, rate, and comment, all that good stuff. Look us up on social media to try and find us. If you don't, it doesn't matter because we're not active anyways. Awesome. Okay. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys, folks. Bye.